Welcome to The Modern White Man, the podcast where myself, Ken Lawrence, and me, Paul Johnson, discuss how to be a modern white man who is anti-racist, anti-sexist, and understands his role in creating an equitable society. We unpack our identity as white men by having honest, open, and sometimes difficult and uncomfortable conversations about being a white man, where we come from, our place in today's society, and roles to play moving forward as allies, leaders, and individuals who care about creating an equitable society for all. With racial equity work, you may hear two opposing messages when it comes to white men's involvement. On one hand, you hear white men shouldn't be leading this work. They have had enough time and energy afforded to them throughout history. On the other hand, you hear white men should fix the problem because they created the problem. Many well-intentioned white men simply don't know what the answer is. What role should white men play? When should white men speak up? When should white men just listen? How should white men think of being a leader moving forward in our evolving society? Can white men even feel good about being a white man? In this podcast, we're going to work through those questions and discuss how to be a modern white man. We unpack a lot in this podcast, and as you'll see, unpack is our favorite word, and you'll hear it a lot throughout this podcast. And if you're listening to this and you're not a white man, no need to run away. You know, white men having these conversations can hopefully be beneficial for anyone. Plus, please feel free to reach out to us if you have ideas for what you would like white men to consider or to talk about. So Paul, I identify as a white man. And as a preface, for the sake of this podcast, we talk about race and gender in a very binary way. You know, we have a whole episode on gender and how it is very fluid and how gender is on a spectrum. So a little preview to that conversation. But yes, for this podcast, we will be discussing through the lens of white men. And on the surface, I am quite the stereotypical white man. I grew up in the white suburbs of Minnesota and went to a very white private high school. Being able-bodied, I spent most of my time playing golf and hockey growing up. Today, I'm still very into hockey. I'm big into coffee and the craft brewery scenes. I'm tall, pale skin, blonde hair that's combed over. I even rock a blonde mustache. I'm just very much fit the mold of what you think of for a privileged white man in many ways. And below the surface, I'm very passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. I was in the Peace Corps in Guinea, West Africa, where I did a lot of identity work for over two years. And after, I worked for a Minneapolis nonprofit that does racial equity work for five years. And in that role, I co-facilitated diversity workshops and have had countless conversations with both white leaders and leaders of color for how to best make sustainable change. So I have firsthand experience doing this work as a white man and all the uncertainties that come with that. So I also identify as a white man. If you were to list out all the privileged identities that we know of, I would probably check almost every box. Uh, I'm heterosexual, cisgendered, able-bodied, highly educated, and part of the middle class. You know, And similar to you, Ken, I grew up in a very white community and went to a very white high school. I think there are probably about five students of color in my class of about 360. You know, I grew up playing sports, going camping, playing video games. You know, I was able to roam freely in my neighborhood without worrying about being profiled by neighbors or police. It actually wasn't until college that I actually became aware of the concept of race. 
you know, I looked at the the list of stuff white people like. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And there's just a lot of things I identify with. So, you know, I like farmers markets, microbreweries, public radio, architecture, wine and recycling. <laughs> there's just so many that I wanted to list here. Um, but, you know, those those are the ones that really identify with, I guess, as a white person. The ones that made me really laugh out loud, though, were st- standing still at concerts, <laughs> black music that black people don't listen to anymore, promising to learn a new language and threatening to move to Canada. Uh, the ones that have made me squirm uncomfortably, though, because they're true, are knowing what's best for poor people and being offended. You know, I worked in the nonprofit sector for over 10 years doing social justice work, and all I can say is that I hope I did some good in all of that work. Looking back, I can see how my lack of effort to do any identity work made me ill-equipped to do social justice work in a lot of different ways. So unfortunately, that's been my experience of being white, taking up space and causing harm in spaces of color, which is why I'm so excited to do this podcast. I want to learn how I can develop a positive identity and find my place in DEI work. You know, in my experiences doing racial equity work, and I know you have experienced similar things, Paul, is what I consistently notice is that there is a lack of white men in the room. Like, I have literally been the only white guy in a diversity training or meeting more than once. I've always thought, what's the deal with that? And then, on the other hand, my friends who are white men know the work I do and will come to me with all sorts of questions about race and curious about when it's appropriate to speak up and about diversity initiatives they don't fully understand. They open up like they've been holding in these questions forever. So there is a need here, and I have a hypothesis. If there's one thing we know about white men and what they love to do, it's to create hypotheses. It is to make yes. hypotheses, yes. And my hypothesis here is that not a lot of white men, at least comparatively to other identities, go through their identity process to really come to terms with, understand, and feel comfortable with their identity as white men. And I think the reason for that is due simply to the position in which we hold in society. Our race and gender doesn't negatively impact our daily lives. People of color and women cannot simply choose to avoid the topic because they live it every day. So Beverly Daniel Tatum really helped me to strengthen this hypothesis in her book, Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? By stating that when we see strong, mutually respectful relationships between people of color and whites, It is typically due to tangible results of both people's identity processes. You know, that was such a light bulb moment for me. We need more white men to go through their identity process. That is doing the work to really evaluate what it means to be a white man in the United States. And it is work. Work through the dark history of race relations in this country. Work through the history of gender roles. Understand why things are the way they are today. And then, most importantly, we can understand and be confident in our role in making our society more equitable for everyone. Tatum, in her book, also goes on to say that there are benefits of creating groups for people of the same identity to work through this process. And there aren't a ton of white men-specific groups to do this work. And that's what we want this podcast to be. White men doing the work to unpack our identity, both racial identity and gender identity, together. So the first part of our identity process is really working through the racial and gender history of this country and really digging into it and discussing it. You know, Ken, you love history. I mentioned that about 17 times throughout. I do. You know, it's a really important piece, though. It provides clarity to understand our society's ecosystem and how we fit into that. It is the foundation to explore our personal identity. It explains why we are the way we are today. So we unpack that as white men along the way. 
The second part of our identity process is really looking ahead. We unpack our favorite word again, <laughs> our identity or individual identity as a white man. We start to work towards answering those questions that we laid out at the beginning. What role should I play as a white man to make our society more equitable? How should I think of being a leader moving forward in our evolving society as a white man? And here's the thing, be really clear about this. We're not experts here. No. Yes, we have experience working in the racial equity space and working on our identity process for years, but we are still working on answering those questions ourselves. I think it's a reason why we started this podcast yep. to really almost live and in person work through these questions. So you're going to hear us unpacking and learning in real time. So know that throughout our years of doing this work, we have both made mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. And that's hard, but we can say the more work you put into your identity, the easier it becomes to learn and grow. And as we go through this process, we will talk about, frankly, a lot of negative things about white men. You know, the point of going through that is to not make white men feel full of shame or guilt. In fact, it's the opposite. Only through difficult, uncomfortable, honest conversations can one access a true positive identity. It's confronting the truth, letting it set in, and coming to terms with the reality around us. So if there are parts of the conversation that are tough, stick with it, and we promise that there's clarity that comes from sticking to this work. We have the opportunity to reckon with history and understand where we came from, and also have the agency to redefine white men moving forward, as allies, as leaders, as people who care about evolving an equitable society. In doing so, we can create a modern white man who is anti-racist, anti-sexist, and understands his role in creating an equitable society for all races and genders to thrive. Thank you for listening to The Modern White Man. Please follow us on Twitter at The Modern White Man for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to shoot us a note with questions or thoughts for future episodes. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share, both individually and on social media. That's how we get the most traction. After all, the more white men that have these conversations, the better.